Mary Holmes here. Kia ora to you, Mary. Kia ora, Jesse. How are you? Good, thank you. Have you had a nice summer? Yeah, I'm still having it, are you? Yeah. Well, I think you can <laughs> I mean, tell by my beard that I am slightly looks, in summer mode. It looks great. Mm. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm working again, but in between swims and things. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. What's the temperature of the water at the moment? Warm. Yeah. Yeah, I've swum in a few different places on different coasts, and it's warm everywhere. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, well, pleased to hear you've been getting out amongst it, and... Um, I imagine there's lots of people curious to hear about your topic today, which is which bank for your term deposits? Yes, and uh, what prompted this was that David Chaston at Interest, who's one of the guys that runs interest.co.nz, he did some research on it. So I saw his story and I thought, look, this should get out to more people. Yeah. Um, And what he did is have a look at all the banks and their term deposits over... Um, the last year, <clears throat> so through 2023 and what interest rates they were offering. And by the way, I was just thinking on the way in here that of who uses bank term deposits. I mean, I think, I haven't seen numbers on it, but I suspect it's a big chunk of New Zealand yeah. adults because um, it's a really good place to put short-term savings if you're planning to spend the money, whether it be on a house or a a holiday or whatever, and you know that you can tie it up for a few months or more, you usually will get a higher interest rate than you will in a savings account, usually. It's a a savings Um, account for people who pledge that they'll keep it in there for a certain time, and the longer you pledge to keep it in there, the higher the rate. Well, actually, not always that It isn't always the longer it is, the higher the rate. Really? That tends to happen. Yeah. But at the moment, for example, you can get more for a one year rate than a three year rate. You? Yes. And that happens whenever the experts are predicting interest rates to go down. Mm. And so the banks don't want to be stuck uh three years from now paying what by then will look like a high rate. It, the message that sends is that the experts think interest rates will fall in the mm. next year or two. I love it um, when I learn something new from you, Mary. It's always <laughs> yes. something, but I, I know your work so well now that oh. uh, I sometimes feel like I can pick what you're going to say. And oh. you, always, uh, you always surprise me. It has, so to, be a bit, it has to be a bit, um, yeah, a bit original. Um, the, the, it's called the backward bending yield curve yeah. when it comes to, to um, longer rates paying less than shorter term rates. And in bonds, is that a sign of a recession when the yield curve is inverted? Um, not necessarily. No. It just means interest rates are expected to go okay. down, but that that isn't necessarily a bad sign at all. Mm. And I mean, companies that are borrowing money want interest rates to go down, mm-hmm. that are borrowing to grow or, or, or do their business. And so, money is cheaper, huh? Yes, that's right. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that. But Yes, currently it's quite interesting the way that curve is going. That I I think when I was looking yesterday, it looked like six month and one year rates were about the same, and then one year and they were both a, a bit higher than three year rates. But normally you're right. If all else being equal, if, yeah. you, if everyone's just expecting the economy to keep chugging along, you'll get more interest for tying up your money for longer. And so people who are looking at what their own situations, if they can tie it up for three years, it's a mistake to say, oh, look, I'll I'll go for the one-year one because I'll get more on it because that probably suggests that come a year from now, you know, if you're not planning to spend the money for three years, 
a year from now you'll find that the rates have gone down a fair bit and you'll be wishing you had gone with yeah, that, so that three-year rate. Yeah. yeah, It's always a bit of a gamble. And, and probably but, same with, um, I mean, this is a separate conversation, but mortgages at the moment um, get punished for going yes. short on a mortgage. Yes. Um, because they sort of want to lock you in for a bit longer, with again with the idea that rates are going to fall. Yes, mm. that's right. Yes, yes, that, that's a sort of ob- opposite from mm-hmm. term deposit situation. Yeah. But um, and just looking at people in term deposits, there are also quite a lot of people who've got um, all their say savings in term deposits, even long-term savings. Um, people in retirement, for example, who've got all their savings in term deposits because they just don't want the risk or the volatility, we should say, of going into something like a KiwiSaver fund or some other fund that's likely to go up and down a bit. Mm. Um, so they're often being perhaps too conservative. But anyway, at the moment, they're probably pretty happy because mm. they're they're getting pretty high returns. Yeah. So so David Chaston at, at interest.co.nz had a look and he looked at um, term deposits of less than 100000 and uh, what the rates were every week last year, and he looked at three months, six months, and one year. Mm. And he excluded special deals, and I'm not sure exactly how they're defined, mm. but they're sort of short-term offers. So some of the banks, um, notably Westpac actually was one he singled out that's been offering every now and then for just a short time a really good rate. Mm. But he didn't look at those. He looked at the sort of steadier ongoing rates and which banks were offering the best. And the winner of it, the, the whole lot was Rabobank, huh. which is not a terribly well-known bank. No. Um, and the second place getter was Heartland, which is also... Not not one of the better known bigger banks. Although they um, do tend to pop up on those interest.co.nz charts, yes. I guess, because they're a little bit outside the main system, perhaps. Yes, for mortgages yeah. and for term deposits. That's right. Yeah. They're always worth worth looking at. The um, and I'll get back to them in a minute. But looking, um, David also looked at just the main, the big, the big five banks: um, ANZ, ASB, mm. um, Kiwi Bank. BNZ and Westpac. And of those, he found the best one on three-month term deposits was ANZ. This is over last year. On six-month deposits, it was Kiwi Bank. And on one-year deposits, it was also Kiwi Bank. Um, then, And overall, when I went through, because he, if you want to get more detail on this, it's on the interest.co.nz mm. website. Um I went through and gave the banks sort of points of being the the first, second, and third, and 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 when I looked overall, Kiwi Bank did the best, and then ANZ, and then BNZ, in terms of looking at the different the different periods overall. That's of the um, main banks. Of the if main you banks, exclude Rubber Bank and Hartley. That's yeah. right, but none of the big those big banks did better than coming fourth um, in any of the periods. Yeah. So the small banks. Yeah were all doing better. And then I was thinking, well, okay, and people listening to this are going to say, well, yeah, but I regularly bank probably with one of those big yeah. big five. Um, and I think there are sort of three reasons why people might not want to move their next term mm-hmm. deposit. And by the way, you don't have to move all your banking. You can just, if you've got a term mm. deposit, you can just take that out. Yeah. 
with a different bank. Um, and the first reason might be that the, you don't see any Rabobank or, or um, Heartland Bank branches in the town centre, you know. Um, but these days that just doesn't matter. You can do everything online and by phone. Um, you don't see many of the uh, major bank branches in no, uh, town centres no, anymore no, either, to be fair. That's right. They're all, and if you do, you can't yes. get in and can't see anyone. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so I think that that kind of bricks and mortar feeling that people, mm. I want to be able to see the bank that's yeah. got my money, uh, is probably fading a bit. Um, second reason is that many of us have found that if you are trying to open a, just even one single term deposit or account with another bank, you get caught up in this know your customer AML, CFT obligation right. thingy that um, if you're signing up with a new bank and it's all about the government trying to to stop scams, basically. And so it's, a, you know, it's the right motivation, but it's a big drag. Uh, in some cases, you can still sign up online for a new bank. You can do it all online. In other cases, you do have to go into a branch. But I think you'd find with the smaller ones that don't have branches or many branches that they would all do it online or yeah. by phone or yeah. <coughs> one way or another. Mm. Yes, yes. And so and that so that is a hassle. But it's a one off. Once you've done that, once you've got signed up with this other second bank perhaps that you're going to use. Yeah, wouldn't want um, to do it every three or six months though, would you? No, you wouldn't. It would be a big mm. it'd be a big drag. Um the third reason why people might say, Well, I don't know that I want to do this is that they're scared a smaller bank will fail. And will go down the gurgler. They'll they'll lose their money, mm. um, and that is. Um, oh, but now, by the way, I've just seen in my notes before I get yeah. to that. Everyone should always, if they're getting a term deposit, go online or at the on the call centre or at a branch and say, "Can you do better than what you're offering here? If you're offering five percent, can you give me a bit more?" And because apparently, and I get people writing to my Herald column say this quite often, uh, that that the banks will give you a bit more if you ask, and so which is quite certainly the case with mortgage rates, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, and so so if you were to um, survey this, what do they call it? The carded rate or the advertised yes. rate? It might not be a reflection of what they're actually. That's offering. right. Mm. Yeah, and so um, it's always puzzled me a bit. I don't, it doesn't kind of feel fair, but there you go, listeners to your program can be the ones that get the better rate yep. by, by asking for it. <laughs> um, now, as far as the chances of banks failing, the best source of information on that is on the Reserve Bank website where they've got something called the Bank Financial Strength Dashboard. And all you have to do is go on the Reserve Bank website and do a search on Dashboard and up will come there this information. And it, it's got... I think all the banks operating in New Zealand, certainly all I've ever heard of, gives their credit ratings, and and I think it's six other, or might be eight other measures um, on things like the asset quality, the quality of the assets at every bank, and, and you can just at a glance, there's a mm-hmm. graph showing, see who's got scores well on that, and another one is profitability and various other measures of bank strength. And you might look at that and think, I don't know what that means. But at the bottom of each graph, there's a sentence or two explaining what it means and saying, you know, you might want to go for a high number on this measure or a low number on that measure. Um, So it's really, 
written for the layperson, and I recommend it if you want to just... If you're thinking, well, perhaps I will go with Rabobank or Heartland, um, then you might want to have a look at this dashboard on the Reserve Bank website just to see how strong each bank is. Am I on it here? Is, this the, um, is it this graph, no, this um, chart here? Yeah, have a look at the chart. No, look, no, no it's, it's actually better looking than that. Yeah. It's, uh, um, what did it's you a call whole it? lot of graphs. It's called a dashboard, oh, yeah. Bank Financial Strength Dashboard. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so Jesse's just opening it. There you go, and you can see all the different graphs for the different measures yeah. of the bank's quality. And it's really, what worries me is a lot of people will think, oh, I'm not numerical and I don't like graphs and I can't, you know, get my head around this. But it honestly is pretty clearly written mm-hmm. with a little explanation under each one about about what that means. And it does give you an overall feel for how strong each bank is. Okay, um... Moving on, though, about let's just say a bank does fail, and I should add that no one is expecting that to happen in New Zealand in the next while. It's not something you hear about at all. But if it really worries you, what happens currently in New Zealand is they have something called open bank resolution. And under that, a portion of all the accounts in the bank would be frozen and you might not get all of that money back later. They'll, they'll freeze most of the money in your account. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to get it. And in the long run, then that'll give them the experts time to have a look through the whole situation. And you'll probably get some of it back later, but you might not get all of it yeah. back later. In the meantime... It temporarily <laughs> stops everything collapsing. That's right. It's, that's why it's called open bank resolution, because the bank... The idea is that the bank can stay open, so you don't get a run on the bank like you see in movies of the mm. Great Depression and all that, where people, you know, the rumor yeah. was the bank was going. Well, not broken. just movies. I was no. in um, in the UK in uh, two thousand eight, I think it was, when the Royal yes. Bank of Scotland had Ooh. people lining yes. up outside to get their money. It would have, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It, it's um, a terrifying sort of thing to happen because then everyone, the more you see other people doing it, the more you think I'm going to get my money out. Mm. And banks never have all the money that every that they owe to everybody just sitting around in the bank to to pay them out. You know, it's been lent out and other things have been done with it. So this idea behind the open bank resolution is that the banking system stays open and they have what they call a de minimis, a Latin word meaning a small amount of each transaction account won't be frozen so, so that you can go into the bank the next day and continue paying your power bill and... <clears throat> doing all the rest. So that's the current setup we've got. And um, just to comfort people, if a bank does does fail, the bank's owners and the shareholders and the subordinated creditors, etc., will all lose all of their money before depositors lose anything. So, you know, the, first of all, the first claim is against all these other people before you. So... I don't think personally that there's, first of all, much of a chance in the next while that a bank will go belly up. And secondly, if it does, you're probably not going to lose all your money. But still, you know, it's something to, especially if you're a cautious person, something to take Mm. bear in mind. 
next step, though, is that we've finally, New Zealand is finally getting what they're calling a depositor compensation scheme, Mm. which is basically like $100,000 insurance, free insurance for you on every on on your all your business with a with a bank now that's coming in in the middle of next year they've been talking about it for a while and it ke- the date keeps going back but i think think they're finally going to stick with the middle of next year so the deal with that is if you've got with one bank total business accounts term deposits that sort of thing totaling less than up to $100,000 the you will get that back through this depositor scheme. So it's like you've got insurance for a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. If you've got two hundred thousand in there, you would only get one hundred thousand back, um, and and that's a total of all of your accounts with that bank, your um, savings accounts, your checking account, your term deposits. You don't get a hundred thousand on each of them. It's a hundred thousand for Jesse Mulligan, mm. all his all his accounts with that bank. If you've got a joint um, account in the bank, it's split 50-50. What about my good normal. friend, my good friend Messy Jelligan, who lives oh. at the same address, <laughs> who has his own separate account? What do you think? If he's got a separate account, yeah. That, yeah, so you would get, if you've got a separate account, plus you've got some joint investments, mm. well, you would they would total up your, your own account and half of the joint account. Okay. And until it gets up to a hundred thousand, is how that would work. I think you can get joint accounts that are not split fifty fifty, but that's unusual. So. Yeah, it's tongue in cheek, yeah. really. I was just thinking, yeah. mate, is there is there a way of circumventing the system so that you can be more than one person? But uh, probably not. Uh, they tend to be pretty strict about that sort of like thing, don't they? Yeah. On that. <laughs> um, um, now we re- New Zealand briefly had this kind of system in the global financial crisis uh, from two thousand eight to twenty eleven. And it was interesting then. I, I have we got a minute still, or are we short of time? Uh, yeah, we're probably, we got, probably ready to wind up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh dear. I was just going to say, I had one friend who put a lot of money in a, a dodgy finance company at that point, and sure enough, the finance company failed, but she did get her money back. Amazing. That was in the financial crisis because this covers banks, building societies, credit unions, finance companies. The riskier ones pay a higher. Um, deposit into uh-huh. the scheme and I don't know that they've decided exactly how to do that but um, it, so the whole scheme is funded by the institutions that put money in every year or every month or whatever they do um, just one final point on it it, co- it doesn't cover KiwiSaver accounts and other investments with the bank, it's just account or regular bank accounts and term deposits so it's not a reason to have your KiwiSaver with the bank because it won't be covered Thank you for this educational session, Mary. It's a pleasure, Jesse. Great to talk to you. Welcome back for 2024. Thank you.